Hey, good evening, everybody. Pastor John here. Excited about tonight. Welcome to day seven of 50 days of preparation. Um, it's going to be a really good night. I hope you got your Bible with you and, and uh, notebook. Uh, tonight, I might share some scriptures that I won't take the time to go unpack all the scriptures, but you just can write some of these things down and maybe go look at the scriptures a little bit later. Uh, if you have if you have your Bible, you can open up to Ephesians chapter 2. Um, I'm going to go there in just a second. Ephesians chapter 2. We are, we've made it seven days. We're in day seven of 50 days of preparation. And so tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, um, we start a whole new week. So tonight, I'm going to be giving you a new verse to focus on all week long. Um, and so uh, many of you have been sharing about your, the verse, and I'll say a little bit more about that in a second. But in case you're new joining us, uh, you know, go to our, on our Facebook page that you're that you're watching. Just click like or click, you know, follow. I don't even know what how you're supposed to do all that. I'm I'm new to this kind of stuff. But if you want to follow us and 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 then go join the 50 Days of Preparation group. There's a group that you can join and. And when, when you click to join, it's going to ask you a couple questions because I want to make sure we stay focused on this group. And, and as soon as you answer those questions, it'll automatically bring you into the group. And then you can go to the units. Uh, there's, there's unit number one. And all the teaching videos from every day are on unit um, number one. And, and you can go and, and the first one's going to be number one and you keep scrolling down and it'll be two, three, four. So all the, the videos, we'll keep adding them. We show them here first on our you know home page for Face Center. And then we're going to keep adding those videos, you know, as, as we do them. So the group can go in, you can watch them again. Uh, you can go back and watch videos that you've missed. You can, uh, you know, take notes that way and stuff. And then when you're done with that video uh, in the group, once you're once you're done with that video, click done. Each video has a place for you to click done and it'll keep track of your progress. At, that way, you know, kind of, you know, which ones you've watched and you can kind of go through that. So make sure you click done on there and and make comments and and everything. And we've been doing this weekly verse. Uh, it's been Exodus chapter three, verse eight all week. And we've kind of, you know, taken the aspect and the perspective of less is more. And and like I said, tonight I'm going to give you a new verse. But, man, I've loved hearing what God has been saying to you about this new verse. And I want you to read this verse two to three times a day. Think about it all day. Let God speak to you about it. Pray about it. Let him show you some things in it. And then share it with somebody. Not just on the the Facebook group, but but call a friend, talk to a family member, call somebody and say, hey, here's what God is showing me in this verse. Share it with somebody and, and then ask them, you know, what, what do you get out of this verse? What does God speak to you out of this verse? And, and it's a way that we can get into a habit of, of daily, because remember, our destiny is in our daily details. And we're getting into the habit during this 50 days of preparation of getting in his word every day, two to three times a day, one verse. I mean, come on, we can do one verse two or three times a day. I know some of y'all read your whole Bible, you know, all the time. And that's awesome. I want you to keep reading, but but focus in on one verse so God can speak to you. And and like like, for example, God spoke to B.J. Hale and we'll we'll 
Uh, we'll get into Ephesians 2. I'll pray here in a second. So if you have your Bible, open up to Ephesians 2. That's where we're about to go. But out of out of Exodus 38 this past week, God was the, the word ites really stood out uh, to him. And God was speaking some things to him. Well, then that spurred some stuff of God speaking to me. And I just started thinking about the ites. Man, that's so interesting that that would jump out to him. And and I just started thinking about that, that an individual became became an ite. You know, ite speaks to like nations of people, a, a nation of people, a group of people. And so what God did is God spoke promises to an individual named Abraham. And Abraham, one, two, skip a few, be, you know, had some ites. Abraham had Isaac. Isaac had Jacob. Jacob's name was changed to Israel. Israel had 12 sons. Therefore, the 12 tribes of Israel, uh, the, the Israelites. So the individual became the Israelites, the children of promise through Abraham. And so God chose the Israelites to reach all other ites, the Jebusites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the all the other ites of the world. God chose God chose an individual uh, because because the ites were first in the individual, <laughs> and so God chose the individual Abraham, made promises to him and all his you know seed and descendants, and then God chose the Israelites. The, God chose that nation to reach all other nations and to bring them out, to bring them up, and to bring them in. And not, now not all the ites followed God. Not all the ites wanted to do it God's way or wanted to receive God, but some of them did. And the ones who did, God brought them out, God brought them up, and God brought them into his promises. And so, so that's kind of what this preparation is, is that God, God reaches these ites. And he's, he's preparing you and he's preparing me. He's preparing us. He's preparing us. He's bringing us out. He's bringing us up. He's bringing us in, preparing us to reach others for his namesake and for his glory. So I just want to pray into that. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for all the revelations that you spoke to us this past week. We thank you for all of them, God. And we thank you that, that the best is yet to come. We thank you that you're just... You're just starting in this preparation with us. We're just we're coming into week two, God, and we thank you for it, God. And we thank you that tonight you open our ears, you open our heart, you open our word, open this word, and let this word jump off the page into our hearts and our minds in Jesus' name. So tonight, Ephesians chapter two is where we're going to be, and the title I'm kind of titling this uh, "The Promise of the New Man." And I just want to explain some things, and I'm going to land on. On some, something that I think is going to be very uh, meaningful to you. So Ephesians chapter 2, uh, we can get our Bible out. Man, somebody made the words in my Bible a whole lot smaller, but I got something for that. Let me just put this in here. Oh, that's better. Look at that. Praise the Lord. So Ephesians chapter 2, just, just look at verse 12. Ephesians 2 verse 12, that at that time, meaning like in your past, you were without Christ being aliens uh, meaning foreigners, strangers, from the commonwealth of Israel, the Israelites, and strangers from the covenants of promise, meaning the promises made to Abraham and the Israelites, having no hope without God in the world. But now, but now, I love that, but now in Christ Jesus, you who, who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. That's our Passover lamb. For he himself is our peace. 
who has made both, he's made both, and I'll tell you who both are in a second, he's made both one, or has made two one, and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of the commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man. So the two become one. So one new man from the two, thus making peace, that he might reconcile them both, that's the two, to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to those who are far off and those who are near. For through him, we both, that's member two, we both have access by one spirit to the Father. So now, now, therefore, see, anytime you see now, we're talking faith is talking. Faith is at work. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers or foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household or family of God. Man, this is incredible scripture that he's speaking to us. And because what he's saying is these two become one. So at one time without Christ, uh, we were without God, without hope, um, and without the promises. And so the, the two people that he's talking about, the two kind of ites that he's talking about are the Israelites and all the other ites. So what, what the Bible talks about the Jew first and then the Gentiles. A Gentile is anybody who is not of the, the Hebrew, which is the Israel or Jewish bloodline. They're not the physical bloodline of Abraham is the, is the basic description of it. So you have the Israelites, which basically are the Jews. And then you have all the other people, the Gentiles, the Canaanites, the Hittites, all the other ites, the Gentiles. And so what God is saying from the two, I'm going to make one. He's not going to make the Gentiles Jews. And he's not going to make the Jews Gentiles. That's not what he's doing. What he's saying is in him, in him, through the cross, through the Passover lamb, through the Jews looking to the Passover lamb, they come up to Christ. And the Gentiles looking at the Passover lamb, Christ, they come up to Christ and the two become one. Every nation, every tribe, every tongue becomes one. One new man through the cross of Christ one new man. And so the new man is made up of, of Christ and his blood. So now we're no longer without God, without hope, and without promise. Now we are in Christ. The two have become one. So every Jew that sees Jesus as their Passover lamb, their Messiah, they put faith in Christ and in the cross of Christ. Uh, then what happens is they become one in Christ, and every Gentile, every otherite who believes in Christ uh, as, and receives him as their Passover lamb, we become one in Christ. And what we do is we become one new man. It's just, it's just so cool to me. We become one new man, something that has never existed before. And we, we become one new man in Christ. Now, therefore, if we're in Christ, now, now we're not strangers and foreigners. Now we're family. We're sons of God, adopted into the family of God. We're um, saints of God. That, he's made us saints in, in, in his house and in his, in his church. And we are citizens of God's kingdom. So we are kingdom Americans. 
And that's, that's or kingdom, whatever nation you're from. And so what happens is, you know, the scripture, it talks about second Corinthians chapter five, anyone who, anyone, Jew or Gentile, anyone, Jew or Gentile, who is in Christ is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. And so, so it's Jew first because God chose, remember, God chose the Israelites to reach every other ite. So it's Jew first, then Gentile. But God didn't choose the Israelites because they were better than everybody else. God chose one to reach many. And what God is doing is he's choosing and using and preparing you to reach all kinds of people, all kinds of people. You are being prepared to, for God to use you in a, in a very uh, meaningful and powerful way to reach people that are far from God when they come and see the Christ in your life. And so uh, another scripture that I, that I think about is Colossians. Uh, Colossians says, uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse like 26 and 27. You don't have to just write that down. Colossians chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. And it talks about this mystery that was in the Old Testament. This mystery that was there that was hidden. It, and no one, it was hidden. And, and the mystery and the secret was this, that Christ is in you. Christ in you. So when you come, when anybody, Jew or Gentile, comes and they, they believe they believe that Jesus Christ is their Passover lamb. He died on a cross. They believe in his death, burial, and resurrection. What happens then is you get a whole new identity. He doesn't see, the cross is not a car wash. The cross doesn't just clean you up and buff you out and make you a little bit better. The cross is not a self-help thing. The cross does not improve your life. The cross takes your life. The cross is where your life ends. The resurrection is where a new life begins. So what happens, what happens when anybody, Jew or Gentile, comes into Christ, their old life goes, their old life dies, and new life has begun. The Bible tells us to put off the old and put on the new, and we become a new man. We become a new man. This is the promise of the new man. That God is not fixing up and, and trying to duct tape my old man together to try to make me a better person. Because at your best and me at my best, we're not good enough. So the cross is a place where our old life ends and his new life in us begins. And it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. So, so receiving Christ, it's, it's, you don't get a new identity by achieving something through religious effort and religious work. You get a new identity in Christ by believing in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And you put faith that he is your Passover lamb. That's why Passover is a beginning because it's first an ending. It's an ending and then it's a beginning. It's an ending of your old life and beginning of a new life in Christ. So with that in mind, um, I want you to look in Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20 is the verse that we're going to look at every day this week. Galatians 2.20 is the verse I want you to read two to three times a day. I want you to memorize it so you can meditate on it. And I want you to, I want you to just embrace this verse because Galatians 2.20 is the confession of the new man. We've been made new in Christ. 
The promise of the new man, the promise of Passover is that we become the new man. Anyone, anyone, Jew or Gentile, who is in Christ uh, is a new creation. That means you are now something you have never been if you put faith in Christ. You're something that is never, you're not, you're not a better version of the old you. It's a whole new you, a whole new you. So you must not continue to think of yourself and see yourself the way you did before you came to Christ. Passover is a new beginning. You got to change the way you think, change the way you talk. You got you to change all of it to bring it into alignment with Christ. You're a new man. You're a new man. I know you have to deal with old things, but deal with old things from a new man perspective. From a new man perspective. So the new man, the new man confession, what you can confess over your life if you have been put your faith in Jesus Christ is Galatians 2:20. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself. For me, that is the confession of the new man. The, the worst thing that can happen in your life. See, once, once, once you become a Christian, and what a Christian is, a Christian is a Christite. That means you have put your, you've ended your old life, and you're a Christite. You're a Christian. You're a follower of Christ, a disciple of Christ. You're, you're, you're a son of God, a citizen of heaven, a saint in the house of God. You're a new you. Well, why do I feel like I'm old? Why do, you're going to feel all kinds of stuff from your old life. But, but every day, if you want to walk in what God has for you, you have to make a decision. You have to make a decision. I'm going to walk by faith. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to believe my new identity. I'm going to, the things in my life, my attitude, my actions, my confessions are not going to come into agree, agreement with what God was bringing me out of. I'm going to come up into agreement. My attitude, my actions, my habits, the things I do every day is going to come up into agreement with the new man, with my future, with what Christ is bringing in me, with the destiny that he's calling me to. But, you know, direction of my life, the diet of my life, put manna in my mouth. And so putting manna in your mouth is putting Galatians 2.20 in your mouth. And here's five things. I'm just going to say five statements, five statements that Galatians 2.20 has that you put these things in your mouth every day this week. You say it two or three times a day. You declare it. I mean, you preach it to yourself. And here's what it is. Number one, I am crucified with Christ. Like I said earlier, the cross is not a car wash. The, car, the, the cross is not a place where you get cleaned up and look a little better. The cross is a place where that old, addictive, sinful, selfish life dies. You, there's a new you, and the cross took care of the old life. The old has gone. It's gone. So when you declare, I am crucified with Christ, you are making a, you are making a declaration. That's a new man confession. I am crucified with Christ. I no longer live because my crucifixion worked. I was crucified with him and my crucifixion worked. And a crucifixion, a crucifixion only works when there's a dead man on the other side. 
So I am crucified with Christ. I, my will, my selfishness, what I want, I, 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 I no longer live. And that third one, just real, I'm making it real simple. There's five simple points. I'm crucified with Christ. I no longer live. Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me. Hmm. And then this, the, the fourth one is summarize it, make it simple, is I live by faith in Christ. I'm crucified with Christ. I no longer live. Christ lives in me, and I live by faith in Christ or faith in him. I don't live by my feelings. I don't live reacting to what everybody else does to me. I don't live reacting to the circumstances around me. Why? Because I'm crucified with Christ. I no longer live. Christ lives in me. And I live by faith in Christ. Every day of my life, I live by faith in Christ. And the last one is, he loves me. Christ loves me and gave himself for me. Man, every day that needs to be our confession. Every day, you need to just get on your knees and just submit yourself to God and, and have the confession of a new man. You want to walk in your new life? Then every day, have the confession of a new man. You want Passover to be a beginning that leads you to your Pentecost, your harvest? Then every day of your life, have the confession of a new man. You can start this week. I want you to see it, I want you to say it, I want you to feel it, and I want you to do it. I want you to see, I want you, first of all, I want you to say it. I want you to say it every day. I am crucified with Christ. I no longer live. Christ lives in me. Uh, I live by faith, and he loves me and gave himself for me. I want you to say that two or three times a day and say it with faith. and Say it, say it like you believe it. And then I want you to feel it. Actually, the second thing is see it. I want you to see it. In your mind's eye, I want you to see that truth, that confession of a new man. I want you to see it taking place in your life. I want you to see yourself being crucified with Christ. See, see yourself dying, saying, I no longer live. See Christ living inside of you. See all the things. See him loving you. See, see all that. See it, see it in yourself. See yourself experiencing the truth of that scripture. And then I want you to feel it. I want you to give yourself permission to feel your new identity in Christ. Give yourself permission to say your new identity in Christ. Give yourself permission to, to uh, see your new identity in Christ. Give yourself permission to feel your new identity in Christ. What does it feel to have Christ living in you? What does it feel? Man, that'll, that'll, that'll trump every depression. It'll trump every sadness. It'll trump every issue. You'll have the joy of Christ, the peace of Christ. You'll have all that flowing in your life. And then I want you to do it. I just want you to do it. Walk in that way. So any attitude or any action that does not, that does not align up with that confession is not for you. It's not for you. Every day this week, two or three times a day, Read, confess, study, say it, see it, feel it, do it. It's the confession of the new man. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that all week long you empower your people, God, that who you've made us to be by becoming our Passover lamb and making us new creations in Christ, 
that you are preparing us. You, you are bringing us out. You're bringing us up and you're bringing us in. You are preparing us to, to reach other people through our life. And so, Father, we thank you that we are putting your word into our mouth and we are establishing the confession of our new identity, the confession of the new man in us. So we will deal with old things from a new way and from the new man. And I pray your blessing on your people in Jesus' name. God bless you. See you tomorrow.